Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Ocean Protect podcast. Talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it. Presented by Ocean Protect. Committed to change. Look, I'm, I'm a massive greenie, but for maybe the skeptics out there that go, okay, great, so I'm going to go through this carbon sort of, you know, calculator, and then I'm going to go through all this stuff, and I'm going to, you know, drive an electric car, I'm going to reduce my carbon footprint, and then countries go out and go, oh, bugger that, you know, bugger the Paris Agreement. You know, can you make some comment to that? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, environmental depression is a big thing, and, and, and I guess this is what ReefCheck's really trying to embrace and encourage but, you know, part of me sits here and goes, okay, that's really great. We've got all these people out there doing that. And then someone like Trumpy goes out and just goes, hey, bugger this, let's burn more fossil fuel, make more plastic. Have you found that you've had any adverse reaction to, you know, like people going, you know, what's the problem here? Well, what, you know, why am I wasting my time? Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, uh, a couple of things, you, as you, you kind of tapped on already, is that this idea of like environmental depression is a real thing. And certainly if you allow yourself to be bombarded by the sheer amount of uh, information that's out there, either way, like it's, I can either look at it in a really positive light or I can look at it in a really negative light. Mm. And to be honest, the more I do research on what's happening, I, I can actually go down that wormhole. So I haven't watched TV in like three years. Or do, not, do not watch a story of plastic. We're, we're, no, I've, yeah, I know I did. And that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, so but that's we'll, why 2040 was so great is because yeah, you walked out of totally. it going, oh, there's so many cool things that are happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's something our show, this podcast, has tried to do. Like Jeremy touches on the story of plastic. We're actually part of a Q&A panel tonight I to talk about- I don't even know why they're asking me. Plastic I mean, pollution. They're asking Brad. But <laughs> they, uh, it's, a, it's a, such a depressing movie. And it, I, I think in my, from my perspective, it, it just paralyzes action. I think uh, the environmental messages do need to be positive and solutions focused. And that's something we do try to do on this podcast. And that's, I guess, a, a big focus of, of, of Reef Check is to, okay, uh, identify what changes individuals can make in terms of gathering science and actions to actually mitigate potential threats to the health of our reef. Well, just focus on the solutions. Yeah, but just on that, plastic pollution in the reef, what are you guys seeing? I mean, are you seeing it up there? Is it a problem? So plastic pollution or just pollution in general is a problem absolutely everywhere. And what I will tell you is that we've actually uh, hot off the press. We have our Southeast Queensland annual report just about to be released. Huh. And so when I look at some of the figures that we found from that one, I'm just going to bring it up right now. So if we look at just marine debris, We've got 
Marine debris was recorded on 31 out of the 42 sites that we looked at with over 363 pieces removed. So when we go out and we monitor, we do actually document if we found any marine debris at all. And then we actually put it into a couple of different boxes. Is it fishing related, as you would expect in a lot of places? Is it nets versus fishing line, but also is it bottles or cans or plastics, et cetera? Now, to be honest, you wouldn't really expect to find much plastic out on the reefs because by the time it gets there, if it's lightweight, it shouldn't really be floating around. Most of the time that just continues on and ends up in a lot of other areas. But mm. in reefal areas, it's generally a lot of bottles, lots of bottles and cans. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know me have put out a, a study to say, what is it, 96% of plastic sinks, 95% of plastic. And if I'm just thinking about the Australian coastline, you know, yeah, I suppose up the airport, it's not a really highly urbanised area, is it? I mean, if, if the Great Barrier Reef was off Sydney, you'd probably be just, you know, heaps of plastic. But no, I would have thought that it would have somehow been stopped by the reef and, and sort of built up, but, I mean, you're the expert. But, look, 31 sites and 300 and something bits of rubbish doesn't sound like a lot, does it? No, it doesn't. And I guess the couple of things to keep in mind is that this is over – so we do a 100-metre transect, and within that 100 metres, that's within the 5 metres along that. This doesn't include any of the beach cleanups that we've done mm, or yeah. the underwater cleanups. Yeah. So we do, everyone does lots of underwater and beach cleanups. We know that they're going on all over the world and all over Australia, definitely. But we have a huge one just in Southeast Queensland that we run, which is from like Coolum down to Caloundra. Mm. And we're picking up about a ton. Yeah. Just on the beaches of, of those areas? Just in the beaches. And the thing is with the water stuff, so we do put people in the water and we do an underwater cleanup in these different areas as well. But just think of how lightweight mm. fishing line usually is. Mm. So you can get metres and metres of it and it doesn't weigh very much. Mm. And if I pull out one net, it's still classified as one item mm. compared mm. to, yeah. So it's really interesting. But I guess what it comes down to is showcasing that that's, Three out of four essentially sites have rubbish on them. And not all of these are on the coast. These are actually, yeah. I have to access them via boat. Yeah, when you say reefal area, what does that mean? Does that mean out to sea? So any reef area for us. So within southeast Queensland, we have what's called subtropical rocky reefs. Hmm. So the difference between the Great Barrier Reef and, for example, southeast Queensland is that the Great Barrier Reef is coral, made on coral, made on coral, made on coral. Hmm. So down here, though, it's all rock. And then the coral has grown on top of that. Uh, so our reefs are much younger per se than the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. And they're closer to shore, I'm guessing, are they? Some of them are really close. So some yeah. of them you'd be really interested to know, like if you're ever in the area, places like the Malula River, yeah. we have found, I found a seahorse there and yeah, wow. ornate ghost pipe fish, which are just really cool fish. But there are also mm. huge amounts of nudibranchs for any of the nudibranch specialists and, and keen Nudie people out there. I'm a specialist in that area too. <laughs> I'm at Alexandria Bay, uh, every opportunity I can get. <laughs> For those who are not familiar, that's a nudist no, beach. <laughs> yeah, no one needs to know where that is. Be there on Saturday. No, hey, but I just, am kidding. But just, I am kidding just no, for the record. He's not, Jody. He's, not, he's an avid nudist. <laughs> just going back to, so your reefs, if they're younger, are they stronger or weaker than the Great Barrier Reef? I'd say they're just different. So along here, for example, most of it is actually, we've got a huge amount of soft coral. So the soft coral, the issues with soft coral, beautiful, beautiful reefs, but if it's damaged, because their skeleton is non-existent, they're soft, they disappear, never to be seen again. 
Whereas at least with a hard coral reef, when they obviously the coral disappears, you'd actually see the skeleton there. Okay. And our reefs are actually really resilient, which is a really important point to make because if you think Morton Bay is absolutely chockers full of corals, most people would not know. And some yeah. of these are in a metre of water. Like yeah. I'll show you photos and you could think that some of this is from the Great Barrier Reef, mm. yet it's so localised. And when we have things like flood plumes, like the, the massive flood of 2011 mm. absolutely decimated huge amounts of reefs in there mm. because it lives within that area, so close to a huge booming population, also a massive boating area mm. and super shallow. So it got smashed. And the other thing is it does get smashed by cold water bleaching as mm. well. Mm. So it was 18 degrees out there the other day and we're still seeing bleaching there. Wow. Mm. But they are obviously they are resilient. But it's like anything that's resilient, there's only so much it can physically take. So floods have always happened, you know, once every fifty hundred years, and de- deposited a whole bunch of sediment on on the in the Morton Bay area. Same thing for the the Great Barrier Reef sort of uh, catchment. There's always been sediment plumes coming out. But I guess with climate change in particular, these reefs are just under more and more pressure. Um, and with that, is that, a, I guess, reduced re- resilience, that reduced ability to essentially bounce back quickly and as well as they were before. Is that a fair call? Yeah, that's exactly right. And the issue is, is because it takes a while for them to recover, if something's trying to recover and then it gets hit again and again, it's the same as if you get sick as a, an individual or, a, mm. or even a community gets sick. The perfect mm. example now, right? We're mm. like, yeah, awesome. We're going, we're, we're bouncing back and then something happens and you get mm. hit again. So it's really hard to actually ever reach that same level of health that you were beforehand. Mm. But they do have to be very resilient. Yeah. And and so you go, Jeremy. I I tried to beat Brad down over so many times, but he just doesn't, he just keeps popping (laughs) back up. Just keeps bouncing back. Getting back up. Hashtag plant power. (laughs) But look, getting back to the key pressure being climate change. So you've indicated, yeah, with increased sea temperatures, we're seeing coral essentially kick out more algae so it means they bleach more frequently and subsequently are sort of bouncing back uh, having to bounce back more often and obviously with that to increase acidification so essentially decrease ph levels in the in the sea because of that climate change again the coral has a, a decreased ability to uh, grow again and, and form coral so again that these are two key things impacting on the resilience of the the reefs i guess first question and and i apologized from to to ask this, but I still get asked this, is, in your opinion, is climate change a real thing? Yes. I think that it's a really big question and I am definitely not succinct in being able to answer it yet, Mm. but I think the question should always be not is climate change real? It is. Climate change is real, no question. The question seems to really be at what extent have we exacerbated that problem? So have we actually created a spike? Have we increased the rate that the temperature is actually increasing? That's the real question because whether it's happening or not, it is. That shouldn't really be able to be argued because there's Mm. plenty of data that says that. Most people seem to get stuck on, yeah, but when, if we can see that it has been going up for so long, what is our role in actually increasing it? Mm. But the data is pretty... Yeah, pretty conclusive. Like I always refer to the CSIRO and Bureau of Meteorology State of the Climate Report, and they produce a whole bunch of graphs and uh, illustrative 
data sort of analyses that basically show you know, global sea temperatures are showing this steady increase using a, a hundred years plus worth of data. Same thing for uh, air temperatures and same thing for increased frequency of ex- what they call extreme heat events. Uh, so look, all data is certainly pointing towards climate change certainly being a real thing and certainly at least significantly influenced by what we call anthropogenic or human related activities. Yeah, agree. And that's, I think you've pointed out a couple of really important things. One is that we do have over 100 years of data in certain aspects. There's also over 500 years worth of data in, in other areas. So we know that there is a strong data record. It's just a really interesting conversation to have. So yeah, it's, it's ongoing yeah. always. Yeah, it's pretty weird when someone goes, I mean, apart from this podcast when Brad's obviously trying to get you to say it, do you believe in climate change? It's like, mate, we're already at climate emergency. I mean, like, come on, mate, you're so last week. Yeah, it's, it's- yeah, but 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 you, you think you think about the the comment that Jeremy made before about okay, there's key uh, political superpowers in this world that are essentially saying climate change is not a real thing. Yeah, but who and- are they funded by? Go to a story of plastic. They're funded by big oil companies that are obviously sitting eyeing up at Elon Musk, going, "Geez, they're going to stop buying gas off us. Let's produce bloody, sh-, you know." We've all seen a story of plastic. That's a big beast to stop going. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, what else can we make? So it's not governments. It's a big business putting the pressure on the governments. Yeah, but the the, the ultimate consequence of those actions is inaction in relation to climate change. And I guess the key key outcome of what we're trying to do, what uh, Reef Check Australia is trying to do, et cetera, and a a gazillion different groups is basically highlighting the need for urgent action on climate change. And I guess this brings me to the question around reef health in particular. So, because I was, uh, to give it some context, uh, I was at a conference uh, late last year, um, Sauna Queensland and Institute of Erosion Control Association in Cairns, and there was two very um, well-renowned uh, speakers uh, from, uh, from uh, I think, James Cook University and, and, and one other organisation talking about the state of the reefs. And it was pretty depressing. They essentially indicated that within, I don't know, 50 to 100 years, something like 99% of reefs are essentially gone. They will be dead. And if you think about the implications, just from a purely fish stock perspective, I think it's something like, is it right in saying 80% of aquatic organisms spend part of their life in or near a reef? And if there's no reef, um, they essentially just will die out. Is, is that how dire the situation is, just from, from your perspective? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, I mean, the reality is yes, is the simple answer. It is. And uh, it's really interesting that, that that's the kind of terminology that was used when you went to this conference because 
a couple of years ago, we first started running what's called a Reef Ambassador Program. So just as we started off chatting about this a little while back was just in regards to um, how do we actually engage the community. Mm. So we actually train community members up to be reef ambassadors. Now, part of it, when we started doing it up in the Great Barrier Reef, we had a very senior person from the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority come in and be like, all right, this is the state of the reef. That was the most devastating. Mm. And like these people are are here to do good. These Mm. people are are wanting to know the science and wanting to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And as our first project, the first program, it was, even I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can deal with this. So it's very real. And without saying, well, let's go put your head in the sand. Like we don't want to say, go and ignore all the signs or ignore any of that. But the issue becomes that if we continue to say it's, this is bad, 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 bad. It's all, what are we doing? There's no point to it. How will you ever get anybody yeah, to no, do anything? No, 100%. And, and you know, we, we interview some amazing people like yourself. And sometimes the messages are just so depressing. The numbers are so humongous when it comes to all the different types of research from Janice Brainy, we interviewed her last week, between 80 and 400 bits of microplastic fall in the Joshua Desert in Utah on one square meter every day. It's, it's raining plastic. I mean, there's so many, you know, and like you said, you don't put on, you know, you haven't watched TV for three years. Trying to get, you know, that negativity and turn it around into a positivity, uh, is amazing. So, you know, can, can you, you know, run through what it would be like to be a reef check ambassador or the type of training that you do, just so that if anyone out there is listening, they go, hey, I want to get involved? Yeah. So first of all, I'd say we have a window of opportunity to take some strong action. Action mm. has to happen on every mm. scale, and that's local, regional, national, and global. And for us, Reef Check Australia believes that communities play that critical role in mm. the process. So now it's the time to act, and now is really how we're going to save our reefs. Yeah. So for us, I think there's a couple of really important ways that you can get involved. So from ReefCheck's perspective, one is, as we've already mentioned, understand your impact. Mm. So it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, but you need to have an idea. Mm. Maybe it's simple little things that you can do. You can change something. How do you change it? the amount of emissions that you're making? Can you ride your bike more often? Can you say no to single-use plastic? Can you use solar? Can you buy less stuff? Or can you just even, if you're a meat eater, can you do meatless Mondays? Like start simple. There was a beautiful reference that I've heard recently and it's, I can't make something change. I can't make a massive big change, like 30% change immediately. But if I change something, just 1% today, Mm. and if I continue to do that, at the end of a month, I've made a 30% change. Mm. So that's huge. Mm. So it's all about those tiny, tiny little actions. So saying no to that, that straw, taking your own water bottle and own coffee cup and own bag, they all actually do add up because it's these tiny little movements that make these massive ripples of change the second aspect i'd say is you can either donate your time or money now it's a big call but not everybody has the time maybe they have more money than time and they're willing to donate to these amazing projects that are trying to make real changes real tangible changes on a local level but otherwise you can donate your time you can become people like reef ambassadors or trained scuba divers to come and help monitor the reef and see it for yourself. You can actually start to do any of this. And the thing is, when you start to be more informed, you start to increase your circle of influence. And those people that are around you, just by default, start to understand a little bit more. And maybe they'll change some of their actions as well. Mm. So there's some beautiful ways. I love this, um, this concept of uh, a gateway behavior. 
Mm. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of it, but yeah. I love the concept. So if you can get people doing one little thing like, hey, how about we only ever take our own coffee cup? Mm. It's a gateway behavior to the next thing. So if you can hook them on one thing, they're more likely to actually take the step to do the next one. I love it. Yeah, the classic example would be Jeremy comes around to my house and uh, insists on me making him a smoothie. And then just suddenly I see him every, occasionally having a like a, a, a vegetable wrap for lunch and then he tells me how he's making a vegetable curry for dinner and, you know. Hey, mate, and, I've and- never been a meat, <laughs> eat meat all day, every day person. You know, you're really exaggerating. But it is true, Brad, you know, like one of the things about Brad and Ocean Protect, you know, he's – he certainly had a little bit of impact when it comes to people eating because he's he's quite um you know shy about his veganism. He doesn't like to talk about it. Um, so he has made a little bit of an impact in the Ocean Protect office. When yeah, you, it comes you wouldn't to even that. know I'm, I'm vegan half the time, uh, Jody. No, I'm kidding. Now, Jody, how do they get a hold of you? Um, is it your website? How, how, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, if everyone wants to just head over to either our website, which is just reefcheckaustralia.org, or we have a Facebook page and Instagram page, they're the easiest way. Just reach out. We're always posting on when our next events are coming up. We've got some pretty cool events that will eventually come to fruition once Mm. we're allowed to have more than 10 or 20 people in a row anywhere together. But also that's where you'll actually find out about any of the training. So whether that's the Reef Ambassador course or or our scuba training courses as well. Mm. Cool. Now, I'm not going to let you go. It says on something I read today that you're a firewalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is exactly what it sounds like. So what you you're one of those people that just lay up a few coals, get a few people on, and go, hey, let's go walk on some fire. Or is this something you train for, or just did one night? And- uh, yeah. It, well, yeah. It was actually part of it. I technically got trained for it, but yeah, you get psyched up quite a bit. There's a lot of uh. You guys have heard of Tony Robbins? Yeah, I was just about to say, is it just like Tony Robbins is, you know, you get all psyched up and you walk, walk on hot coals? Yeah, it is. It's exactly like that. And I'm like, there's no way. I reckon I can walk on these anytime. There's no one getting burnt. This doesn't even look hard. Yeah. But then actually, uh, like people around me were getting burnt. Like, so the whole point is that it's all about what you believe, that you can do it and you just walk through it and you don't get injured. It's pretty hectic. Okay. Really interesting. Bradley, you may beat me uh, on a carbon <laughs> footprint calculator but let's uh let's walk on some fire right eh, baby let's uh, let, let's see who really doesn't get burnt M- maybe in the best interest of minimizing my carbon footprint i won't be burning any coals so uh oh, that's <laughs> oh, baby, do, you, do, do you need to use, do you need to use coal do you use coal i don't know i always thought there must be a trick to it right i'm like i've investigated it elsewhere as well so i know that a lot of polynesian countries do it so i'm like can i do it there but i had the opportunity so i went and did it but uh Look, probably you know. don't try this at home. No, 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 for all of us. Oh, well, this has been an amazing chat, and as we said, we've got to land this plane. If there's one thing that you can ask, apart from signing up to a reef check, if there's one thing that you'd you'd say to our listeners that they can do, and a quick, easy thing, and I know it's um easy to say single-use plastic, is, is there one thing you could leave our listeners to go, hey, if you did this one thing today, it's going to make a massive difference? I would challenge everyone to make someone else smile. I know that seems potentially cheesy or anything else, but how quickly can you change a room if you smile at someone? How quickly can you change someone's day by walking into coffee shop and saying thank you or saying beautiful smile or anything at all? Choosing compliments, like, yes, we talk about what can we do environmentally, making those simple changes. Yes, putting your washing out on the line instead of in the washing machine. Let's walk to the shops, not drive the car. All of these little things, they do all add up. 
But the reality is people will only protect the planet Mm. if they feel safe themselves. So how do we start to feel safe ourselves? Let's start by being appreciative and, and grateful for where we are and what we have. And I truly believe that when we are resilient, the planet will be. Yeah. Well, that was not the answer that I expected. No. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, go out and visit the reef of Mooloolabar or go for a swim in Moreton Bay or go check out the Great Barrier Reef. And, you know, once you get that appreciation, you want to protect it. But, yeah, look, it makes sense. And there was actually just an article today about uh, people who are considered glass half full actually live longer. So I think uh, as sort of uh, planeteers or environmental protectors, I think it's actually in our it's in everyone's best interest if we actually yeah if we are do take a positive outlook on life and like you said you know spread a little bit of uh, cheer and love across the universe because uh, obviously the, the the world needs sort of environmental protection more than anything at the moment and for us to be the most effective in that regard is to actually be happy and focusing on the positives. Yeah, well, if, if all our listeners want to have a good laugh, go down to uh, Brad's local nudist beach this weekend. <laughs> You'll certainly have a good good few laughs at his expense. Don't worry about that. Absolutely, positively, uh, I guarantee that there's going to be like a thousand people at Alexandra Bay this Saturday. Alexandra all Bay, all waiting for me to yeah. roll through. <laughs> and I can promise you, I'll be smiling. <laughs> oh well, look, Jody, thank you so much for your time today. Such an interesting chat, and um, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank Thanks, you Jody. so much for the opportunity, guys, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au.